Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Fear Street Podcast. Check out our blog at fearstreetpodcast.blogspot.com. And remember, come to Fear Street. Hello, all you Shady Side High alums. Pull out your tiki torches and brush up on your indigenous people cliches. The McCloys are moving into 99 Fear Street. This time it's voodoo magic against Callie Frazier and an epic showdown that will leave somebody dead. Right? <laughs> this time on We Know What You Did on Fear Street, we discuss 99 Fear Street, the second horror. That was so good. Thank you. <laughs> I have time to yes, write. Yes, damn. Do you want to remember? Damn, girl. You're good. <laughs> Thank you. I think my little intro is better than this book. I didn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ended up liking it at the end. I had a moment of like, oh no. Like, I like dropped the book. <laughs> like, literally, I was like, no. No, I'm done. <laughs> I think it redeemed it for me. At least somebody died eventually. Sort of. Does <laughs> it count if they're already dead? No, it doesn't count. <laughs> um, this book is like, was definitely second book syndrome. Yeah. It was worse than that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. The no. first one was so good, and then this. Like, I feel like 99 Fear Street could have very easily been a duology. They right. just it needed two of them. from first to third. Yeah. Because yeah. the third has to do with the Frasier band. Right. right. So. right. Cody years. comes back. Yeah, Cody comes back after two years, so. Is that what happens? I yeah. Is there, like, a... The third one was like my. I didn't have like a, oh yeah. Yeah. The, the third one was like my favorite book for a while. Whoa! Like of all time. Uh, maybe just of Fear Street. You're not claiming it. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> claim of all time. You're not claiming it of all time, even when you were like thirteen. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Although I was in elementary school when I re- read this, I remember because um. The third horror, I remember we had, um, our art teacher was like this super awesome hippie art teacher and he let us do whatever the hell we wanted. Naturally. So I, um, I had this art project thing going on where I, uh, put the third book cover on a projector and projected it onto the wall and like traced it onto a huge like piece of paper and like spray painted it in. Oh, cool. And it was awesome. I mean, it was probably terrible. I'm not an artist. <laughs> um, I don't even know if I ended up taking it home. I am not an artist. It was t- probably terrible, but it was so much fun. I would have, I feel like that would have been really good to just like project it and freak somebody out because that cover, spooky. Is better than this one? Oh, yeah. Much better than this one. Although this house is pretty. I like that we get to see the whole thing. Yeah, I feel like the house is not that nice in real life, though. No. Also, it not. does not look post-war. No, we're, talking, we're not supposed to do the cover first. Sorry. All right. Fine. Sorry. We'll, we'll wait and we'll let Cassie do her uh, synapses. <laughs> synapses? Synapses. I'm not like a synapse. <laughs> I'm sick. Okay. There's no place like this home. At first, Brant McCloy thinks moving to Shadyside is great. He has attracted the attention of three beautiful girls, 
Meg, Ginny, and Abby. But Brant hasn't heard the terrifying stories about his new home, 99 Fear Street. He doesn't know the headless bodies, the bleeding walls. He doesn't know that Callie Frazier still haunts the house and plans gruesome deaths for him and everyone close to him. Poor Brant. What he doesn't know will hurt him. That's not true. Not true. Callie can't hurt him. Right. Does he know that? Yeah. 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 Why is he afraid? Because he's dumb. Okay. Also, Brant McCloy is the most 90s names of all 90s names. Oh my god, it's the worst name. I hate it so much. It's awful. It, It goes with his 90s haircut. Oh my god. It's like... Brad McCoy, but works. Ugh. I hate it. It's the worst name. I refuse to even use his name in my notes. I just called him New Kid. (laughs) The whole way through. I don't think I wrote his name at all. I wrote New Kid. I think I just called him He the entire time. (laughs) Also, I'm using my sparkly purple notebook. Ooh, I like it. It's new. I'm ha- I have a problem with this sentence. He doesn't know about the headless bodies, comma, the bleeding walls, period. Yeah. Three. Where's the and? Yeah. Rule of threes, Bob. There yeah. should be another one. Or it should say and. And Tally Frazier. Yeah. 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 Come on, Bob. Oh. Or whoever wrote your copy. I don't think Bob wrote, writes his own copy. No, especially not this far in. Yeah. Right. Wait, also... Does anybody actually write their own copy? Is that, like, a thing? I don't think so. Like, small publishing houses. Oh, probably. Yeah, like, indies. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I want to do that for a living. Write cover? Yeah. Me too. Cover copy? Yeah. I'm so good at that. That'd be amazing. I actually want to edit cover copy. I don't want to (laughs) actually write it. I just want to tell them how it's wrong. Oh, good, because I'm not good at, like grammar so i'll write it oh i'm not good at grammar i just want to read it and be like no 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 you gave away the book (laughs) i I love that you want your job to be editing like paragraphs (laughs) on the back of books small paragraphs two paragraph limit yeah four sentences a paragraph Yes, I want the easiest job that also <laughs> means I get paid to read advanced copies of books. It's true. Is that a surprise to anyone? I think that's a genius that uh, career plan. It is. Right. Any publishers listening, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a three-paragraph limit. Call me. <laughs> they pay you 10 cents a word. That'd if be great. $10 a word. She's only three paragraphs. <laughs> You you should see what standard pay is. <laughs> Just pay me a living wage. I'll be fine. I, I'm sorry. This is the United States. We don't do that here. Yeah, I'm fair. <laughs> anyway, should we look at the cover? Yeah, so the house looks really freaking nice. Yeah, it's and gorgeous. And there are trees around it. That, like, well, there's like one. Barely. Yeah. yeah, barely. It's like, seriously, the most beautiful house ever. It's amazing. And humongous, it's, and they make it sound like it's a shabby little shack. 
Even yeah, if I had to put up with Callie Frazier and her inept haunting, I would still buy this house. And then I'd teach her how to haunt people better. Right. Well, this house is also not post-war. I have no. never seen a post-war house this fancy with that, like, rounded entryway porch vestibule thing. Mm-hmm. This is, like, colonial. Yeah, I was gonna say, this looks colonial. Like, it's got, like, clapboard. It yeah. is not post-war. I mean, I, actually, I don't think that style of vestibule is colonial, but... Yeah, but the rest of the house looks pretty colonial. Yeah, it does. I don't know what that vestibule thing is. Yeah. I think that's supposed to be the porch. Isn't there yeah. supposed to be a front porch? Yeah. That's yeah. a tiny front porch. I thought it was a lot bigger than that. They say well, it's small. All right. Not post-war. Definitely not. Not built in 19. But it does look like um, the Ocean Avenue house, sort of. Like in, in Amityville. A little bit. Right. So, like, I'm saying, this guy is, like, first Poltergeist, now Amityville. <laughs> He's hardcore, like, just taking from these horror movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, who is this girl? Is it Ginny or yeah, is it... I don't know. What the hell is the other one saying? Abby? No, Abby was Callie. It's- Sorry, yeah, spoilers. Know, she's blonde. Like, like it could have been. No, she was blonde. Abby she was blonde. Uh, it was Ginny and Ginny's friend whose name I don't Meg. remember. What, Meg. What Meg? That's it. So I guess Ginny because Meg didn't come to the house, did she? Yeah, they both did. Yeah. Yeah, but together. I don't, right. Did Meg? I don't remember home? which or if any either of them had brown hair. I don't remember. Uh, One Meg, of them has red hair. Oh, you're right. This looks sort of like a redhead. It looks like my kind of red. red hair. This yeah. looks like my kind of red hair. You know, where yeah. people are like, is it really red? And you're like, <laughs> I'll fucking punch you. Yeah, I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm a redhead. I'm like, no, you're not. I will punch you. <laughs> There's going to be a brawl on the podcast this month. <laughs> Good thing I'm awesome. uh, not right. here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't break it up, so no. I guess it's happening. You can't awkwardly sit there and look at your phone this time. Uh, well, she could, but would you want to? <laughs> That's exactly what I'll do. I can't pull up something stupid to be like, hey, guys, look at this. <laughs> That's how I break up your fights. Oh. Nice. <laughs> All right. What up with this skull okay. with the arrows through I don't know. It's like the diary last last book with the knife they had to pull something out of the book Uh, and be like here's the the spears and i don't know what the skull is name a spear that's gonna go through somebody's skull like that i don't know and why is the skull glowing yeah haunted i like his hair you do not i do too i and when i was in high school or like junior high or whatever everybody who had this haircut was hot (laughs) <laughs> and had this haircut. Well, they were hot then. This is like Jonathan Brandis, JTT, yes, right. Devin Sala, right. hot, hot, and hot. Them. <laughs> Yep. And all hot. I don't like this dude, like, Ugh. in his tucked-in shirt. And <laughs> Nobody tucked their shirt in in the 90s. No. She looks like 90s, oversized sweater. Yeah, I actually want this outfit sort a lot. Of, like, straight-leg jeans. I would wear this outfit. I, I really like it. It looks like she's about to punch him, though. Like, why are both of her fists curled? And, like, because one is... all after her. And because she realized he's a dick. <laughs> right. 
Where's his necklace? Yeah, I don't see it. Under his shirt? But there's no, like, cord. Yeah. I knew that necklace was going to be something. I just didn't know Yeah. What. That dumbass should have figured out a better way to keep it on him. Yeah. I was sort of thinking about, like, then about the, like, when you take the necklace off and their head falls off. I love that story and the what it tales you tell in the scary stories you tell in the dark. Yeah, Yeah. I did too. That one was a great one. The one that like stayed with me the longest. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's like maybe the only one I still remember. No, I remember the one where he's looking for his toe. I don't remember that one. Ew. I'm going to have to reread before the movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Are we ready to get into it? I guess we are. Okay. So we start with the prologue <laughs> or the prologue. If <laughs> he says. He says prologue? He put prologue. And if I, I say prologue, he corrects me. And I'm like, fine. I guess you know better. He doesn't believe that? No. Like he, Cole, Cole thinks he's right about something like he won't believe what other people say. That's hilarious. That's the way it is. Yeah. So, epilogue and prologue. Every time you tell me more about your kid, he is more and more like you. I know. All right. So, um, we start out with Callie being angry in the prologue. Yeah, she's, like, super (laughs) pissed and ready to take it out on the random new kids, so she's basically Regina George. Also, why is she so possessive over a house that she lived in for, like, a month? Because it's all she has left. I'm gonna, can I give her credit, though? Because, like, a lot of people died in this house, and she dies, like, she's the most recent death, and she just takes over. That's true. There's no one else running the show there. She's running everything. She's just like, I plant my flag, this is my domain, all you other demons can, like, back off. That is true. Do you think, like, the maid tried to, like, make a stand? And she was like, nah, bitch, this place is mine. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it seems like it, because they're just, her and the handyman are just, like, Yeah, they're just hanging out. Yeah, they're not doing anything. The handyman even, like, he even goes down and is like, the rats will be gone in no time, and that's the last you hear of it. Right. (laughs) Callie was like, get rid of those damn rats. Do it now. (laughs) Right. Or she was like, go down there and do your, like, demon work what yeah. you're doing down there and make the make the evil stronger and that's yeah. your, that's all you do pretty much um, mrs nordstrom wasn't even named she was just like randomly mentioned yeah she was in one scene yeah mm-hmm. i thought they were going to come back to that are they going to come back to them in the end okay because i'm like really confused about what they i have a theory about them if i didn't say it in the last episode I don't remember if you did or not, even though I just listened to it. No, you didn't. Oh. So, I think that they are either Simon and Angelica, or they're the people that were tortured there. I would love Like, I feel like they definitely have to be connected to that story that was told again in this book. Like, I don't think think Bob would, is that clever to make it Simon and Angelica. Like, I don't think he cares enough to be that clever. Also, no way in hell does Angelica ever even pretend to be a maid. Yeah. 
or pretend <laughs> yeah like she's not letting if it was angelica callie would have not had a single scene in this book no True. Running everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I feel like the ancient evil might have something to do with Angelica, or not Angelica, with Callie's behavior. Oh, you think? There were some classic ancient evil moves here. He's, ancient evil's taking a break from the cheerleaders? Yes, I think well, so. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because it's not really Callie. Because it says. Right. At some point in this book, it says about how the house, the evil yep. takes over the person. When he does that right. research, the evil yeah. takes over the person. and Right. So it's not really her. So it's kind of like, it's her on drunk on ancient evil. Right. Yes. Um, when we get to the point, I'll point it. When we get to the part, I will point out the ancient evil cheerleader thing that happened. There should really be, like, a tie-up book where it explains where all this evil from Fear Street, where it all come from, like, how they're all connected, you know what I mean? I think there is. There must be. Did they, did Simon and Angelica bring it from New Orleans, or was it, is it just an ancient evil that's always been there? Like, yeah. Like, I need some kind of explanation on the whole thing. Yeah, I feel like there is a saga book that's about the ancient evil. Is there? We need to read that. Yeah. I mean, I there's a lot of saga books. There's got to be at least one, right? Yeah. Remember yeah. that somebody sent us that timeline. Remember that? And oh, yeah. I feel like it mentioned the ancient evil in there. And it, like, very specifically was, like, ancient Rome, blah, 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 blah. So there really? has to be... Yeah, there, like, has to be a book. Huh. Okay, so chapter one, uh, they're moving in with the weird masks and, uh, I don't know, just, like, dark, slow dark. Yeah. It's His all the stereotypical stuff you get right. if you're an anthropologist that... Yeah. Visits witch doctors or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was very... I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was like, you took every terrible trope there is and put them into one den. Yeah. So, um, does this place exist? Did anyone Google it? Oh, the I just island? assumed it didn't. I assumed it didn't either, but I was just wondering if anyone Googled it. No, I was thinking about it and I didn't, but I will. Okay. So they're moving in after spending a couple years on an island in the Pacific because the dad is an anthropologist and then the mom wanted her kid to go to school in America for a couple years for some reason. How very mean girls of them. I know. It, you know what? The whole book. Yeah. <laughs> um... So they go in, and then that's when the dad, like, finds rats in the basement again. And then, of course, this dude shows up, the Mr. Hankers. Yep. But at least the dad mentioned that there were no rats before. So he obviously did not buy this house sight unseen. Like, he inspected it in some respect. 
which is better than Mr. Fraser, who I assume bought the house sight unseen, yes. paid cash, and just like moved in. Well, Mr. Fraser had terrible credit, remember? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but why do these people have to live there? Like, he's an anthropologist. Now he's teaching at a university. No, 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 he's not. not. He's teaching at a community college. Yeah, well, that means you can't afford a real house. He clearly is not tenured. He's definitely not tenured. Do they tenure people at community colleges? I don't think so. I just want to know how he goes from being, like, an on-site research, like, living with people, anthropologists, to, like, basically CCAC. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a step down to me. Definitely. And, like, but I still don't understand why you can't afford, like, a normal house. He doesn't know this isn't a normal house. I mean, it's a piece of crap, though. It's, like, falling down and stuff. Yeah, well, they lived in a hut. They think this is amazing. I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Um, so, the you know, Mr. Hankers shows up. You know, I, just, I don't like plural last names, okay? Sounds fake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should allow them anymore. <laughs> Am I the only one? The things you don't... Like, the things you hate are so random. Well, it's just, like, Mr. Hankers. That just sounds fake, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's because it's, it's plural. If it was Mr. Hanker, it would be fine. Oh, my God, you're too funny. Um, so... Okay, so they have a cat, and I'm like, oh, the cat. You knew bad things were going to happen. I know. God damn it, Bob. <coughs> cat too. The cat too. Oh. The cat was like the only one to go. I know. And like yeah. instantly. Like this yeah. cat had no chance. No chance. Nope. Like, I was kind of glad that it got it over with early though. I was like, oh good. Because oh. I didn't want to like get attached. Wanna, like, Page 10. Page yep. 10. That's what I, I, <laughs> I have page 10, cat dead already. <laughs> My God. So they go inside to like hang up the spheres and then like Grant is holding one and it just flies out of his hand and harpoons the cat. And I was like, oh. The poor cat. So then um, they're settling in and... They're talking about, oh, like where they used to live and some prophecy, which I thought was going to be like something in the book, but it wasn't. And then? And then (laughs) that night, oh, you're scratching in the attic and he goes up to inspect it and it's like. Don't do it. Why would you do that? Because obviously this is what he does. We learn at the end of the book, he's the one who goes and looks. Yeah, I guess. Um, and he but doesn't also, learn anything every time he does it. Right. Like, you think right. after you did that once and you died that you would never do it again? <laughs> no, no life lessons are ever learned. So, what I want to know is what happened to the heads. 
like the decapitated heads were in the attic, weren't they? Like, where did they go? No, uh, when they found them, remember they called the cops? And there were no oh, okay. and there were no, yeah, and there were no heads. They're just a vision. Oh, okay. Mirage. I assumed that's what he was gonna see, but it wasn't. It was just a. Uh, it was just. It was a, a raccoon. Yeah. It was a rabid raccoon. Right. Oh my god. I don't understand why his parents are worried if he got bit or scratched by a rabid raccoon. He's dead already. Yeah. The <laughs> worst has happened. Maybe they think because he's not dead now that he still could get, like, diseases and die again. But he, no, because he got axed in the forehead and didn't die. Yeah. And he's like, I can't die. And he just, <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, so I guess that's just to make us think that he's not dead. Yeah. So, but why are they like? Going back to the raccoon that is obviously possessed by someone or something, um, I thought there were no animals on Fear Street besides animals of the were variety. Oh, this one's definitely were. Yeah. Okay, so we're made to assume this is a were raccoon. A hundred percent. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page because clearly this is not a normal raccoon. No, and when he's laying in bed, he's like, there's no, in, like, he's, like, listening for noises of insects and, like, um, yeah. and he hears nothing. I mean, animals outside, he hears nothing, so, except for the scratching up in the attic. So, obviously, that just upholds the theory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he fights with this raccoon, he gets it out of the attic, and then his parents come up, they're all worried. His parents sleep like the dead in this book. And then, but then, like, at the end, you know, they're talking about, oh, did it bite you, or whatever, and then she's like, you've got to be more careful, your condition. What, well, what? Or what was gonna happen? I don't know, like, the only thing he needs to be worried about is, like, a pair of scissors coming for his necklace? Yeah. Right. So at this point, I thought he had asthma <laughs> just because it, like, it seemed to be, like, his, he couldn't breathe or there was, like, concern of smoke clouds. So at this point in the book, I thought his condition was asthma. Later, I think it's something different. Ooh, I'm excited. I never had any thoughts. So I, like, I have no idea what this could be. Did you know, well, you read this recently. Uh, no, I actually haven't read it recently, but I remembered, I didn't remember everything that happened in this book, but I remembered, like, the ending, so I knew, like, what it was. You knew he was dead? Yeah. Okay. And I knew what the necklace was, and I knew what was stalking mm-hmm. him. Okay. I forgot that Callie is bad at being evil, but. Yeah. <laughs> How could you forget that? On purpose. <laughs> Hallie's point of view, and she's like, you know, wah <laughs> And then we get to the next morning, and oh, this is, he's like, I'm going to go for a drive. And he just like drives like a psycho because he, you have to off your street. And like, yeah, he, he just in general, and Shady Side have to drive psychotically. So, Nobody, yes. No teenagers in Shady Side should be allowed to have their license. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Okay. What pissed me off about this though is that he like almost goes over a cliff. He's like one wheel off, like one wheel's hanging off. Of yeah. At, at, the, at one point, and then he finally gets it like back on the road and doesn't die. And he's like, "Wow, that was so fun." Right. Like, 
again. Yes. That's how I know, like, at least in my opinion, that's how I know he's possessed while he's driving. Because, like, no one in their right mind would almost drive off a cliff and be like, yeah, man, that was awesome. I think we're supposed to think he's, like, a risk taker because he always goes to check out the scary noise. Yeah. I guess. Maybe. He doesn't well, really... Maybe it's because he's already dead and there's... Yeah, like, that's true. It doesn't true. matter if he falls maybe. off the I have a question. Why are there farms... And a highway when you turn off your street. <laughs> they weren't over there before, but now they are. Is this like a wormhole thing? Maybe. Maybe. They're like, the wormholes are getting Maybe. worse. Like, because he's on Mill Road or River Ridge or something, right? They aren't highways. <laughs> Maybe his, like, what he thinks is a highway, he's used to dirt roads and stuff. Good point. Maybe, Good point. Maybe in his head, he's just like, this is a highway. <laughs> That is true. There's a double yellow line that goes dotted for a little bit where you can pass. He's like, a highway. <laughs> He's like, is this, I think this is called a traffic light. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, then he, like, goes to bed that night and, like, someone bites him. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Right? Callie, Callie's so getting frisky. Weird, Callie. So he screams and, like, his parents come in and they're like, no. Callie's a little bit kinky. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand when Callie became a vampire. I don't either. She just likes biting. It was funny. <laughs> it was awesome. So weird. You're, like, so weird, Callie. <laughs> My note is, did Callie just give that kid a hickey? <laughs> So, uh, now we're, like, he wakes up in the morning, like, barely getting any sleep, and he comes down, and there's, like, the not, not a maid maid there. Right. And, um, and his parents are, like, talking to him about being careful because of his condition. But also, when he's, like, there's, like, ghosts, they're, like, that would be cool. Yeah. And all I'm thinking is, wow, Mr. Laurie, you should have told them about the ghosts, they'd have paid more. I know. (laughs) These are the right people to live here. Yeah, right? Except for they don't do anything. Um, so he walks outside and then he meets Abby or whatever. I knew something was up with her. And this is I where... Just, I didn't know she was Callie, but I knew she was dead. Oh, I did. Because oh, this I did. My notes. Every time she came into a scene, I went, Abby is Callie. Every time I took a note, it just says, Abby is Callie. Okay, well... Every day. You knew too, Cassie? Oh, yeah, instantly. Um... I- I wrote, I've never heard of this Abby person. I'm going to assume it's Callie. <laughs> and then we were told that she goes to a fancy private school I've never nope. heard of. Bullshit. So, I just thought she was dead. Well, she was. You were, not, you were right. I know. I didn't know who she was. So, are we assuming that she made up the school, or do you think the school actually exists? No, she made it up. Yeah. Okay. Also, when he's, like, leaving, he puts on his jeans jacket. It does not say jeans jacket. Jeans. I'm like, what? Okay, now I'm with you on the plural thing. That is not a plural. No. <laughs> Although I will say that, like, there's a lot of fashion in this book, and most of it's like pretty good for like the era. Like, it's actually like what these people were would wear. There's no poodle skirts. No, it's like normal. <laughs> it's like actual good clothing. Like, I like. 
Oh, yeah, there's, like, a white sweater later that sounds super cute. Yeah, and, like, a cropped white sweater. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then there's, like, a long black sweater with neon, like, green tights. I would wear that. Yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah, Okay. Anyway. So, um, he meets Abby, and she's, like, on her way to a private school that we've never heard of. And called Darwin Academy. It's for smart people. Yeah. And he invites her over. To study, even though they don't go to the same school. Right. That's just, like, his way of, that's, like, his code for making out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then she starts telling him, like, about Fear Street and his house in particular. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's just like, I don't know. People tell stories. And then it got me thinking, like, how come everybody in this town (coughs) doesn't know about anything that happens? Like, it's always just rumors, gossip, stories. Like, how come no one ever knows anything concrete? I think that that's just, uh, there's an unspoken rule that you don't talk about it like it's anything but just stories. Okay. That's how I Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to, like, actually stay in Shadyside. Yeah. It's, like, too fucked up. Unless you're the town historian. Okay. Because it's just like time, like, anybody's working on Fear Street or, like, visiting Fear Street or living on Fear Street, like, other people are like, well, you know the stories, and I don't think they're true, but... But I know they are. (laughs) But then it's like, how do you not know they're true? Like, literally, like, a month ago, someone got murdered. How do you not know? When someone gets murdered in my town, I know. Because, like, it's in the paper. And, like, on the newspaper, on the television. And they stopped internet. doing that in Shadyside a very long time ago. I, I had that theory, like, books ago, that there is no media in Shadyside. That, like, there's no news or newspaper that they just, like, don't report about this stuff. I know, but I, I feel like when, even if I didn't hear about it on the news, I feel like people in the town <laughs> talk about it. Like, so, like my friend, I was there. I saw her get murdered. Like, yeah. you don't tell anybody? And then I when mean, you do, they're just like, it's just gossip. Sometimes they do. Like, what about, uh, what's his name that I don't like? Corey? Yeah, what about Ricky? He was like, oh my God, this one time when we were camping. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just don't want to scare away, like, the new kids. So they just say it's rumors and gossip? Yeah. Like, they're like, I want you to know, but it's not real. Right. It's just, like, I don't get how they Experience don't. it for yourself. I could see if it was, like, the stuff that happened in Simon's Day and, like, the Fear Park stuff that happened in the 30s and stuff. That, oh, yeah, like, it's, like, all this stuff that happened and, like, ooh. But, like, literally, this shit is happening right now. How do you not know? Annoying. Okay, so... He leaves her, and, um... Oh, wait, she gets choked or something? Wait, are we still in Abby? Yeah. She gets choked? Oh, no, no. She sees... They see his, like, yeah. Death body hanging oh i forgot about this this is stupid this was this is the worst one yet bob like seriously but it's just a suit hanging in the window 
they thought a suit was his dad. Well, also, maybe she was making it. Him oh, maybe. Anything. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, I take it back. So then they're in, now they're, he's in his first day of school and he's like in lunch line and they're like joking about like the terrible food, which okay, I get it. And he has no game, <laughs> like. And yet he gets all the girls. I don't understand. And he meets a girl named Ginny, J-I-N-N-Y. I don't like that name. <laughs> I knew you were going to have a problem. <laughs> why did it have to be Jenny or like, why did it have to be Ginny? Well, and why is Ginny it? reminds me of Ginny from Harry Potter. That's what I was going to say. Like her. Why isn't it Ginny like J-I-N-N-Y? I don't know. But I don't like Ginny either, so. How dare you? I don't like her. I don't not like her. I just don't like that her and Harry ended up together for no reason whatsoever. I don't like that either. Because that was stupid. Well, and, like, movie Ginny is terrible. Yeah, but book Ginny's not. I know, but, like, I don't, like, I've, I've meshed the two together <laughs> in my head. She's just one. Listen. Listen. I don't have time to explain why you're wrong, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> but well, apparently you're wrong. Okay, but I don't like her. I don't like her and Harry together. So anyway, I don't like anybody who dates in high school and ends up together. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she meets her, and then he meets this, her friend, Meg, and then they meet, like, Jenny's boyfriend. I'm just going to call her Jenny. Go for it. And <laughs> Jay. Her, her boy, boyfriend, John, which his name's spelled J-O-N, so you know. Right there. Ow. <laughs> yeah, he will be playing the role of the obligatory male jock asshole loose cannon for this okay. book. Although, I like that new kid, like, one-ups him on loose cannon, and he's like, whoa, man, whoa. <laughs> no, when we get to that part, <laughs> I, was, I like that part. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they're in there, a mullet or a rat tail. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's so true. Both. And Both. Yeah. And he's like, um, <laughs> that would be a really long rat tail. <laughs> um, so then he's like, oh, like, I, you played basketball? And he's like, maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> he's like, uh, what is this basketball that you speak of? I've yeah. never heard of it. He's like, I've never been on a team before, but yeah, I should be all right. Yeah. My God, fuck. He shows up at practice to like try out, I guess, and then even though he said tryouts are next week, but he shows up that day. Yeah. And he then like John's like, well, when he shows up, he's like, hey, it's a new guy. He says he's like better than all of us, and he was like all state last year. And (coughs) he's like, what? And, and then, he, like, freaks out about it. Right. And then, did you, wait, did you Google that place to see if it's real? Yeah, I did. It's not real. Okay. There's a place called Malalo, but not Mapalo. Okay. So. So he just, like, changed one word, one letter. So the coach is basically, like, I don't know why he did that, because the coach is basically, like, oh, you're tall, you're on the team. Yeah, If yeah. you're tall and you're breathing, there's a pretty decent chance of making this team yeah. so, so 
Here's my question. So again, at this point, I was still assuming he had asthma. So I was like, oh, that's a jab. He'll have an asthma attack and whatever, whatever. But does that mean they had to cut all the ghosts from the team because they were no longer breathing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like they, they had to like lay the groundwork that like tall and breathing because we've had far too many tall not breathing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Also, um, from here on out, if anybody mentions they're on the basketball team, you know they suck at sports. Mm-hmm. The basketball team is terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Takes that, John. So, um, then they, like, start scrimmaging or whatever, and he's, like, really good at first, but then he gets, like, all winded. And that's when I was, like, and it's because it was... Again, crazy. asthma. Right, and it makes sense. Um... So he comes home and he's like trying to think of what to tell his parents, like because obviously they'd freak out if they knew he was playing sports, which I don't understand why. <laughs> but he tells him he's like a student government. Yeah, student senate. Yeah, whatever that is. It's a student government, isn't it? I think it's just like mocks. What is it? Mock UN. I just assume it's the same thing. Mm. Uh, so he goes up to his room, and then he sees a light in his closet, and when he, like, touches the doorknob, it's, like, all gross. Is that, did that happen in the last book with green goo? Uh, the, the green goo was from the faucet. Yeah, and it yeah, was, that was actually cheer- there. That was cheerleaders. What? The green goo, right? No. No, the last book there was green, uh, okay. green no, goo in the bathroom, but it was actually there. Like, and, everybody saw it. And she was washing her face with it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, like, uh, it's green goo on, like, the handle of the door, and he opens the door, and a white light comes out, and, like, a fog that chokes him, and it smells like death, and blah, blah, blah. Then his parents come in, and it's gone. Yeah. And then Callie is, like, back in her point of view, and she's like, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. And then Rebecca... But you can't see me yet, she says. Did she say that in this part? Something is after you. I'm after you. Oh, yeah. There's just one part I remember where she was like, I'm not gonna let you see me yet. Oh, God. She's terrible. You know, (laughs) Cody would probably have made a better ghost. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Well, I think she's, like, ancient evil, and ancient evil was pretty dumb as a ghost. Good point. Or like yeah. A, yeah, possessive force. Possessor. Yeah. So, they're back at basketball practice, and he falls down, and, like, his whole arm turns black. Yeah. Uh, did you think he had a different disease here, Cass? I did. Was it, was it hemophilia? It was. <laughs> <laughs> This at this point I thought he had hemophilia and then I was like, that's really actually bad for you to play basketball if you have hemophilia. Yeah. Because there yeah. is a lot of like contact and jostling and like you can definitely not play any defense if you have hemophilia. Yeah, like you yeah. can easily get an elbow to the nose. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean I had to have my face glued back together because I had an elbow to the face. Wait, you have hemophilia? No. She played basketball. Oh. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what? So uh, one of my one of my best friends from college, her little brother had hemophilia, and I remember um, that he was allowed to play, like, 
football when he was little when they were still doing like touch football. The second uh-huh. he got old enough that it was tackle, he wasn't allowed to play anymore. Yeah. Because any sort of rough sport and like you could literally yeah, die. Yeah. yeah I'm let them do touch. Yeah, I would assume that it's like that for all sports. Like you could probably play soccer when you're little because it's mostly just like kids running around, maybe kicking a ball. But yeah. then as you get older, there's a lot more like contact and trying to get the ball away from someone and probably Oh yeah, soccer gets rough. Yeah. So once they realize they should go after the ball instead of picking flowers in the field. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, okay. So, um, he like shrugs it off. It's no big deal. But I was like, why is your skin turning black? That's just, <laughs> that's just that is disturbing. Why is his skin turning I don't black? Know. Because, is it okay? Yes. That's what I was just going to say, because he's technically a corpse. So it's like, I like how so blood isn't actually myself. like running through him. No. So when he gets hit, the blood all like, pulls that was put, all pulls there. Yeah. Ew, I like it. Yes. yes. That's what that I think is so happening. much better. It's gross. Okay, so now he's in bed and, like, he hears the creaking again, thinking it's the raccoon, which, why would you go oh, wait, there? Wait, sorry, time out. I just want to go back to one point when they were playing basketball because they said that John is the, um, has, leads the team in fouling, which yeah. does not surprise me knowing John, but also I led my team in fouling. Ooh. Just kidding. I didn't play enough to lead the team in fouling. But I did foul a lot. Which is why you didn't play enough? <laughs> Maybe. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, so, now, okay, so he goes up in the attic, even though last time he went to the attic, he got attacked by a rabid raccoon. Right. But, you know, we're going to go anyway. Back then, is bullshit. What is bullshit? I said back at his bullshit. So then he goes up there, and instead of a raccoon, there's a, a journal or whatever, a diary. Yeah, Callie's diary. Yeah, and so he starts reading it. But it makes it seem like he only reads, like, two pages of it. But then, like, later he'll be like, well, this part and that part. Like, so he yeah. really reads the whole thing. I think he yeah. does, Or does he just go back and they don't say it? Also, why does he not take the diary? He's like, well, let me sit down in the middle of this attic where there are rabid animals and read it. And then put it right back. And then we'll leave it here. Yeah. In the middle of the floor. It's just a mechanism to give him a recap of everything in the first book. And therefore us. Right. Because we didn't already know. So, yeah, it just basically tells us about how Fear Street came about and, like, how this house was built on the cemetery of the people that Simon and Angelica Um, and it talks about the the guy who built the house and how his family had their heads ripped off and here's one of the parts where I thought oh ancient evil classic ancient evil move because didn't it rip the heads off at the burger place like remember that happened in that one book Mm-hmm. So the ancient evil likes ripping heads off. Yeah, or turning them around. Their heads were turned around, but yeah, same concept. 
Heads. Messing with heads. Heads, yes. And cheerleaders. <laughs> heads and cheerleaders. That's all favesies. <laughs> so then he gets to the last page and it says, I died tonight. So yeah. he's like, oh, she is the one that died. So, and he never once questions why it says, I died tonight. As right. he wrote it afterwards. Right. No. Right. Like, yeah, it was her. Um, so they cut to back to school in chemistry class, and Jenny wants to be his lab partner, even though her boyfriend's, like, sitting next to her. Yeah, because that's not obvious, just a little bit. Yeah. And then he invites her over to his house, and he's like, I live on Fear Street, 99 Fear Street. And she's like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, well, it can't be bad if you live there. Gross. <laughs> I know. I can't believe this kid has two girls fighting over him. Yeah, I know. Three. Three. One of them's dead. So, yeah. um... He goes to basketball practice and his arm, like, pops out of socket because he's just falling apart. Yep. He's decomposing. <laughs> he is. So. And this is the point where the, uh, is this the point where the coach is like, nah, get out of here. Yeah, You're done. Yeah. He's like, no, no more of this shit. So while he's walking home, May, like, runs into him and she, like, warns him about, you know, John's, like, temper. And, uh, and he gets to, so she turns off and then he gets to the street and then Abby shows up and he realizes like he has to cancel with her because he made all these other dates with these other girls. The exact same day and time. Yeah. The exact, is it the only day and time he knows? (laughs) Classic sitcom. What the hell? It's not even like he was like, oh yeah, like Saturday afternoon or, you know, whatever. No. Saturday, 2 p.m. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? So Jenny shows up at Saturday, and um, his parents are gone. And they're like, why are they always, like, as soon as they get in, he, they're always, like, messing with all this, with all the his dad's weaponry. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like. I don't know. I mean, you walk into a house and see swords everywhere. If you, first of all, don't decide to then turn around and leave immediately, don't you kind of want to touch one? No. I do. They're just like, what are these? Let's, like, pull them all out and you can show me how they work. And I'm like, what? One of those went through your cat the other day. Like, if I was yeah. I want to talk about it. <laughs> he never mentions that cat ever I again. Know. Like, he's like, oh, the cat. Like, that night. He's like, the cat usually sleeps with me. And then he totally forgets about the cat. James is probably like, fuck you. I was so st- sad about my damn dog. I feel like that cat should have James! Known- I know. Oh, no. Shouldn't that cat, shouldn't that have known he was dead and, like, be hissing at him and stuff? <laughs> I feel like when it comes to cats, if you feed them, they just don't give a shit. It's true. You could be a de- walking, decaying corpse, and they're like, are you giving me food? Cool. 
Oh, I thought they actually have the scent, like they would sense it. Oh, they might sense it, they just don't care. Like, <laughs> claw at you or something. Nah. Um, so he shows her, like, about the darts and how they aim for the jugular. <laughs> That's not going to come back in yeah, the Yeah, he's like, I'm yeah. in the study, and then she's like, well, I'm going to go down and get a drink. And then he hears a scream, and he runs out, and there's blood everywhere. No. No, there is not. Explain this to me. No. (laughs) How is there blood everywhere? I don't know, but it's, like, all over the place. She doesn't even need stitches. Right. There's not blood. It's not like it's a head wound that bleeds a lot. It's like she got a paper cut on her arm. Right, she's like, she raised both arms. Her hands were drenched with blood. The blood poured from her wrists over her sweatshirt and jeans. Brent grabbed the dish towel off the counter and struggled to wrap it around one of her wrists. Make it stop! Make it stop! Dude, you better get her to a hospital before she bleeds out at that rate. Somehow she smeared blood all over her face. Also, no! No, (laughs) you do not! Wrapping paper towels tightly around her wrists. Listen, as the resident expert at cutting themselves i can tell you i would probably have gotten blood on my face and also i did find blood on my floor days later so there's a difference between like a couple drops yeah right <laughs> right streaming down your body yeah. and then brand yeah. found it himself he saw his shirt and jeans were smeared with blood how is there blood all over her all over him on her face like pouring out of the dish towel yeah. And then she's like, then the mom comes in and is like, the cut really is in, de- in deep. You might not even need stitches. <coughs> no. I'm sorry. So, no. So she, they're like, what happened? And she says like that she was getting a glass and it just like levitated and shattered in the air and cut her. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. And then uh, they, they take her to the hospital anyway, and the doctor's like, nope, she's fine. It's just a scratch. Is this where his mom is like, we didn't know you were having a girl over? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you left him alone in the house. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. And then, you know, this is when he takes a walk, and she's like, you're taking a walk, but you're covered in blood. He's like, oh, well. And, uh-huh. like, and I was like, well, your you Your know, condition. I don't think anyone cares in this town. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> when Ginny goes to his house, is this where she's wearing the all-black outfit? No, that was at school. Damn, I want that outfit. I do, too. Black tights, outfit. black skirt, black sweater. In for it. Oh, I yeah. want that outfit. <laughs> but, like, black ponytail with high, with this black scrunchie, too. Yes. High ponytail, black scrunchie. Yes. So here for that outfit. All right, sorry, we can skip ahead now. So the dark figure chases him while he's walking home. And then he falls, and that's when Abby shows up, and she's like, did you just fall on your face? And then he's like, and then he turns around, and she sees the blood, and she's like, is that mud? And he's just like, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And then... Uh... Oh, he starts questioning her more about the house and if someone died. And she's like, well, I don't really know anything. And he asked her to go to the movies, but she can't. This is, like, my big, like, okay, she's definitely dead. 
She can't leave. Yeah. Yeah. Because. And he only ever <sighs> sees her right in front of the house. Right. Right. And, uh, and this is also the point where he's like, I don't know her last name. Yes, you do. She <laughs> told it to you when she introduced herself. Right. And she conveniently shows up, like, every time he's thinking about telling her something. Yep. And he, like, doesn't know where she lives, but she said she's a neighbor. And I was like, oh, yeah. She lives in the graveyard because mm-hmm. classic shady side. But also, she haunts your house. She haunts your attic. And then this is where his parents are like, "You had a girl over. <laughs> Don't overdo it." Okay, I'm sorry, but if you bring your teenage son back from life, and then you basically <laughs> tell him if you have sex, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. Your teenage son is going to be like, guess I'm dying. Right. <laughs> Come on here. Also, teenage daughter. I don't want to leave them out. Girls have needs, too. Yeah. Uh, so, that night, he hears more creaking, and he goes, and the book's open. The diary's off there. Somebody get this kid some headphones. And the di- in the diary, it says, I made Jenny bleed. Abby is next. And then he's, like, freaking out, and... Yeah, he wants to, like, warn... Is this where he wants to warn Abby? Mm -hmm. But he doesn't know where she is, so he's like, eh, I got a date. Yeah. What a dick. If I have to search door-to-door, I will, but not now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not not right away. (laughs) Yeah. So he goes over to Meg's house, and... She's like, they're making out or whatever, and then, um, she's like, maybe it's John doing all this stuff. <laughs> and he's, he's like, um, it's like John's not that smart, right? So then, Jenny, yeah, Jenny stops by, and I and don't know what they're whispering about. They're like whispering, and he's like. Don't fight over me, girls. And I'm like, I'm going to punch you in the face. I know. Gross. Go around. That's literally what he said. Ugh. Ugh. So then he leaves. In any other Fear Street book, he would be the guy in the backseat of the girl's car. Yeah. Like putting his, like, putting yeah. his hand over her like, mouth or whatever when she's driving. Yeah. But He's John is playing that role in his book. <laughs> but. But he's obviously, he obviously has no game because Meg, like, sends Jenny away. It's like, she already has a boyfriend. And then immediately after, like, he leaves. Yeah. Like, if I'm fighting over a guy with my friend and I send her away and the guy stays, like, we're getting it on. Agreed. Why <laughs> like, I just kicked my friend out. We're in a fight. I'm going to make this worth my while. Right. Right. But no, he just leaves. So. Clearly, he has no game. No. Like, clearly she left, and then he was sitting there like, so, what do you want to do? And she was like, eh, I gotta wash my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then he gets home, and he decides to go see the diary again. And it's, there's another entry, and it says, I made Jenny bleed. Abby is next. Brant, you cannot save Abby. Well, it doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts, he 
this is, then he does the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. He <laughs> is this when he hides it? Oh, is this when yeah. it is dressing her? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like takes it and he's like, where should I hide it? In the closet? Like, okay, but the, the evil was in the closet. Remember? Yeah. But, and then he remembers and he's like, oh, I'll put it in the dresser instead. And yeah. I'm like, Maybe the evil's also in the other places in your house? Yeah. Just saying. Right. Like, maybe the ghost can get in your stupid dresser. Like, <laughs> nobody will ever find it here. <laughs> like, if you take it out of the house, throw it away, burn it. Like, what? Right. Nope. This is the dumbest. Yeah. At this point, I was just like, he deserves whatever he gets. Okay, for the record, you can tell that he is an only child who has never had to hide a diary from a sibling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, no. She's already found it. <laughs> oh, this is what this is the sad part. When he hears yeah. oh. No, why? Why this? Why this? Remember oh. last book when I was like, I have questions about James. What happened to him and Cubby? I was not prepared for the answers. I thought this happened in the third book, so when it happened in this oh. book, I was like not ready for it at all. I don't like it. Someone else tell what happened. I'm actually kind of glad that it happened in this one because imagine Cody finding him. Oh, God, I know. Oh, that would have been so traumatizing. I'm glad it was Brant and not Cody. So he starts to hear um, James's ghost and, like, calling out like James did uh, in the last book. Um, And he remembers that Callie mentioned that her brother James had disappeared. And... He gets his dad's tools and he, like, yells at James to, like, get away from the wall, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No sense, because, well, actually, I guess for him it does, because he's dead and he's walking around. Why not James? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he uses his dad's tools to bash a hole in the wall and James and Cubby's remains fall out of it. Oh my god, it was so sad. And it's so sad. Saddest thing ever. It's so sad. Also, though, I they said he's wearing jeans, and I was like, how did he get blue jeans on? Like, wasn't he in pajamas? Yeah, I thought he was in pajamas. Like, he was going to bed when he disappeared. Maybe he likes to sleep in his clothes. Mm. <coughs> or maybe he didn't quite get there before. It was really sad. It was so sad. I didn't like that part at all. Um, and then his parents come home, and then they spend, like, 45 minutes talking about ghosts while they stand over the remains of a dead child. And at first it seemed like they weren't even going to call the cops. Like, what I should we do with it? They're like, what should we do with it? What do you mean, what yeah. equipment? It's a dead kid. You should call the fucking cops. Right. No, bury it in your backyard and pretend like you didn't, it never happened. What is wrong with you people? They are basically, like, they would have hung out with the fears back in the day. Aww. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, they probably are, like, would join that cult that oh, happens. Yeah. And, like, they, like, the dad being an anthropologist who studies ancient rituals, like. Yeah. Definitely would have hung out with the fears and been into whatever do you dark think, magic they were into. No, I know they leave the house, but they've got to go somewhere else. Do you think they stay in Shadyside and join that cult? Maybe. Maybe. For missing? Yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. I, th- I think that might happen. I mean, he still has his job at the community college, presumably, so they have to either stay in Shadyside or move to, like, Waynesbridge or something. Yeah. So. But they do... Sorry. I was going to say, maybe. But they do eventually call the cops, thank God. And it is a good thing the Fear Street Division exists, because otherwise... The Frasers would have a lot of explaining to do about how their son ended up as a dead body in a wall. Yeah. Like. I totally missed this fashion moment. Okay, so uh, on Saturday morning, he sees Abby outside, and um, she's wearing faded jeans, white shirt, white shirt and pale blue vest. Yeah. And it might be disgusting or not. It's a still up for disgusting. Also, there is an episode or might be the opening credits of the Babysitter's Club show where I think Dawn is wearing the exact same outfit. Probably. This is like classic early 90s. Like I wore this outfit. Yeah. Uh... Okay, I wrote OGs. Oh, I just cannot with the foreshadowing. So he's like, yeah. worried about Abby. I don't know what that was about. He's worried about Abby, but then he invites her in to the house. So how does that work? To show her all his uh, creepy, not creepy, all all the stuff from the island and the his. A collection of arms and armor. I know, but he's just like, he's like, oh man, like, you know, I'm, he's picturing the diary in his head how it says Abby is next. And then he's like, no, the threat's gone. Because he thought it was like the little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it or whatever. But like, even if you don't, I mean, even if there's like a chance, why, and you're worried about her, why would you chance it? Go to her house. Yeah. Like, that's what, one thing about both these books that like, perplexed me is that like stuff keeps happening at their house and they keep having people over and the people yeah. keep going in yeah like why are they go to their house like you don't have to have people there meet them out somewhere you don't need to have them into your house so he shows her the collection and then he like his dad calls him outside and the tree's bleeding yeah and then so this is now my theory that it's all connected to the tree because, um, first of all, that is weird um, that the tree is bleeding. Oh, wait, and this, this, no, this isn't where the tree is bleeding. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is? I thought yeah. Okay. Yeah, and also, um, so um, they also talk about – so – I think it's the tree because remember in the very first one they did, I said that they had a blood sacrifice and yeah. like they did a blood sacrifice without realizing it before that happened. They were talking about how the roots of the trees are fucking up the, um, the, the yeah. foundation and the, the, um, my God. Why can't I think of it? Concrete. It was fucking up the concrete that they were trying to lay. So I think that they may have dripped some blood on the roots, and that's why the tree 
is bleeding oh. and mm-hmm. that's where the ancient evil is interesting well this isn't where that happens though because this is where he just gets a phone call and it's jenny but then like while he's on the phone he hears like a scream and then abby's like trapped underneath the oh yeah underneath the like underneath some armor of some sort which doesn't fit with the rest of their yeah cliched yeah also why is the armor in the kitchen that does not seem like a good place to put your armor and (laughs) where is a good place to put your armor cassie obviously in your living room (laughs) i don't think they're not in the kitchen because he runs out of the kitchen no, yeah. I thought she was in the kitchen. No, it's like Abby screamed Rose shrilly, Brant cried out in surprise, and raced out of the kitchen. Oh, okay, good. Wow. I think the phone was in the kitchen. Oh, maybe. Which makes um, sense, that's where phones were. Right. Like, like, before you got multiple lines in your house, when there was only just one line, it was usually always in the kitchen. That's true. With a really long cord. Really, really long cord. Really long cord. <laughs> That you would inevitably get, like, twisted up in. Oh, yeah. Okay, or, sorry. Like, purposely Wait. twist yourself up yeah. in it. Um, I'm just looking through my notes, and I definitely wrote something about blood sacrifice in Chapter 19. But also, this is where he's talking about that, uh, that place where they lived. and yeah, the foreshadowing of the... Yeah, this yeah. is where you're, you wrote... I can't with the foreshadowing because they talk about the two different kinds of souls. Uh, there's your personality, which is yeah. how you can become a ghost. And then there's your life force. And right. so at this point I was just thinking about Callie, that <laughs> that must be her personality and she lost her life force, but that's the foreshadowing that you were Yeah, like, I thought it was yeah. like Callie was going to like start finding, trying to hear this and be like, Oh, I just need to find like a new life source. Yeah. But that's that would have been cool. Right. And this, right. like, the whole dual spirit thing, if yeah. we were in, like, the kind of book that actually did some really good, like, world building, like, fantasy novel, that would yeah. been, that's a cool idea. Yeah. No, for sure. And I feel like you could also argue later on that, like, if he does his job right, what really should be happening is that it's Callie's life force and the ancient evil's personality. Because she turns, like, she becomes evil and has this, like, you know, different, like, it's not her personality. This is not how she was in life. So it should be Callie's life force being fused with the ancient evil, and that's why this ancient evil is able to possess and haunt the house, because now she has the life force as well. But I doubt Bob will do that, because... I like that. Well, also, and if you think of it, if, um, new kid, I'm never gonna remember his name, if he loses his life force in the house, shouldn't he become the house's yeah. next ghost? Yes, he should. Right, and she's like, but she's like, you left me all alone. Yeah, where the hell? There you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, but maybe because his life force is in, got lost in this well, island. That's Apollo. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, uh, 
so then he, they get her out, and she's like, it just flew across the room. No, it didn't. I know. And then... Uh, so she was also saying that she couldn't move her hands, which once again, classic ancient evil. Remember in cheerleaders, she made it so that they couldn't move their hands and like oh, made them freeze in place. So right. once again, ancient evil. So then he's like, oh yeah, like I'm, I probably should tell you that like this was all predicted. And I found it like, I found a diary in the attic and it said you were going to get hurt, but I still invite you in anyway, because I'm a really, (laughs) and, um, thanks Finn. Yeah. (laughs) Finn agrees. Wait, is this where, this isn't where she reveals, is it? No, she's just like, oh, okay. Maybe it was just a coincidence and she goes, no, I know this house is evil. And then he's like, and in his head, he's like, no, James is gone. Like, yeah, fine. He says that she's right, that the house is evil, but thinks it's James. So. I don't understand why. That makes no sense. Like, the only thing that he got out of James specifically was that James wants his mother. Yeah. Not that he wants to kill everybody. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, this is where he meets up with John in the hallway, and oh. he's and John's like, "You want to fuck with me?" And he's like, "Yeah." Yeah. yeah and John's he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> it's like I'm yeah. not ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. That was the best thing ever. <laughs> he like tried to intimidate him, and then he yeah. When he came at him, like, "Okay, let's fight then." He's he was like, like, "Let's do it." He was like, "I don't want to fight." Like. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Also, I like how he decided to fight because there was, like, an ominous shadow that he was trying to avoid. Yeah. And, like, I don't understand why he thinks, like, this this evil ghost, like, you know what? They'll leave me alone if they think I'm tough. Clearly, he doesn't know the ancient evil at all because it loves that bullshit. It probably would have killed John, and that's how you should have known originally that this isn't the ancient evil because the ancient evil would have been like ooh drama and gone after john that's what i mean i kind of thought in a way he was trying to protect john because it was like the shadow was looming up behind john and he's just like let me walk with you like yeah there it won't attack him or something yeah i thought it was the opposite i thought he was like if john's here it won't attack me me." okay right that's what i thought too i mean my head it was the opposite it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't say I don't think way. I don't think new kid is that nice. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes he he goes back home and he's like the diary it has to be the diary so he goes looking for it and of course gone. Duh. Duh. Oh wait, no, he finds it. Wait. No, he starts reading the one of his dad's books. No, he goes he goes upstairs. He shuts the nose and furiously reads through Callie's diary, looking for clues. Oh, okay. Callie seems so nice in the beginning. I right. would have liked her. I know it. Yeah, because you like all Everybody. Dolls. I'm saying, who doesn't he like? Then he starts going, he's like, no, he doesn't find anything in there. Then he starts going through his dad's books, and he finds one that's called The Nature of Evil. And then, and it basically- Which, by the way, is a Fear Street Saga book. The no. nature of evil. 
What? Yep. Maybe Bob was like, I like that has a good ring to it. I'm gonna write a book. Yeah, but now it's canon that that book exists in Shady Side. He read it. Yes. Oh, maybe it's not. Oh. You made that up. Yeah, I made that up. There's summer evil. Um, the hidden evil. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Well, cool if it was, and the awakening of evil. Okay, so anyways, in the book, it talks about how evil doesn't die, and um... Classic ancient evil cheerleaders! Evil doesn't die, you can't drown evil. Yeah. And that anyone can be a victim, It, but because it, it just takes over your like body, your like your personality or whatever. Right. But then he like jumps to like he jumps to conclusions that I don't think he's smart enough to jump to at this point. Because <laughs> then he's like, oh, he reads that and he's like, oh, well, that must be like what happened to Callie? Like she must be taken over by the evil. Like what I just don't think he's smart enough to put those X's and O's together. <laughs> True. Um Oh, then he goes up in the attic, and, like, there's boxes that belong to the Frasers up there, which, what? Well, I mean, two of their kids were dead. Like, they were probably rushing. I know, but I feel like they would have told us, he would have, this should have been told to us earlier when he was up there. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe he just didn't realize. Yeah, it just seems convenient at this point. It is convenient. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of this book is convenient. And he he finds a picture of Callie and Cody, and at this point, I still was assuming Abby was Callie, but I was confused as to why he didn't recognize her. I was expecting him to be like, wow, that looks kind of like Abby. But Yeah, that would have made sense. It's too early for that reveal. Yeah. yeah. And also... She's a shapeshifter? Well, she's a ghost. She can look like whatever the hell she wants. Guess. I thought, like, when he went up there and, like, digging through the boxes, he was going to find something of substance, but he just goes up there and doesn't, he just looks at the picture and then he, like, yeah, that's then, it. like, some loud noise and, like, laughter starts terrorizing him. <coughs> and he has to run out of the house. Yeah. Put his head open. And he's saying how the, like, the laughter's gonna kill him. Could you imagine putting that on an autopsy? Like, cause of death. <laughs> laughter. Oh, hyenas. Right. From the Lion King. <laughs> Wasn't that how they died? What, what no, they get eaten. There's a movie where hyenas... Oh, the... Who framed Roger Rabbit? The hyenas. Oh, you're right. They're gonna die laughing. Yeah. <laughs> what a um, movie. So he runs out, and then Callie's in there still being like, I'm going to get your friends, and then I'm going to get you. But then he, she's like, she's sitting there being like, um, I'm going to get Abby. Like, you're Abby. And you're talking to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's method acting. Yeah. She gets really into it. <laughs> she does. She's just like, you can't save her. I'm going to get her. Uh, she's you? Yeah. <laughs> she's just trying to freak him out a lot. Yeah, but she's not talking directly to him. She's, like, talking to herself. 
Because he ran out of the house. Or maybe it's the ancient evil. No, I don't. So it's not Callie? It's not Callie. It's the ancient evil saying she's going to kill Abby. Or maybe it is Callie who's saying she's going to kill the ancient evil. You're getting very convoluted yeah, over here. I think it was just meant to mess with the reader. Yeah, but I want to try to explain it because Bob's not going to. No. <laughs> All right. So the doorbell rings and this is two weeks later. And, um, <laughs> Meg and Jenny are there and they're like, happy birthday. I, um, so weird. And they're like, we brought you brownies. So if they decided they're just going to share them? Yeah, I guess. Like, they're not mad. <laughs> I think they're just going to pass them back and forth or something. I don't know. Cool plan. I mean, I guess. <laughs> How he progressive of them. They're like, he doesn't seem to be like all that to get two girls passing them back and forth. Sorry. They're an early 90s thruple. <laughs> you don't know what he's got going on. Nothing. <laughs> it might be. No. It's dead. There's no blood flow. We no. have already established that. <laughs> True. Right. He can't get it up. Okay. Literally, all he has going for him is that beautiful hair. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's not even his. Yeah. True. Um. This is where the dad calls him out with the tree. And the, his dad can name anything he wants from here on out because best name of a tree ever. Yes. Also, before they do that, before they take him outside, he's again talking about all the weaponry and shit. And he gives them the blow darts and then <laughs> thinks nothing of being like, oh, and you want the mechanism to make them work? Sure. Here you go. What could go wrong? I have a question, though. Why do they keep poison on the blow darts? Are they planning on using them? I guess. Yeah, I don't or understand may- why. Yeah, this is, why, this is what I'm talking about. Like, twice now, you've, or three times, I think, you have, people have come yeah. in the house, and you've been talking about these weapons, and then something bad happens with them. Right. Why are they still, like, what are these weapons? Let us touch them. Let us hold them. Let us play with them. Yeah, he's such a fucking moron. Like, yeah. Ridiculous. What does he name the tree? Bloodwood tree. Oh. That's badass. I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm gonna write, but I'm gonna write something and there's gonna be a bloodwood tree in it, because that's just awesome. But, um, so, yeah, the tree's bleeding, and then... As previously stated, the tree is evil. Yeah. So then he goes back inside and there's like no noise and he runs into the living room and he sees them both dead with their or their eyes are open staring blank their mouths hung open in horror each girl had a dart stuck in her throat but they're not but they're not dead dead what why? is this why aren't they dead did someone tell him like okay you killed too many people in this series you gotta no seriously now. like every time in the last book it seemed like something bad was going to happen. Something seriously bad happened. Either somebody yeah. died or, or somebody maimed. Was, yeah, somebody was maimed for life. Right. In this one, they're just like, 
it's a cut. It doesn't even need stitches. Right. right. Callie is totally inept. She sucks at being evil. Whatever other evil was attacking her, her and her family, like that evil did it. Did the damage. Yeah. yeah. This evil is like, uh, I got you a paper cut. Yeah. She's bad at this. Yeah. So then the doctor is like, he's like, are they going to be okay? And he's like, we have no way of knowing, but they're yeah. full recovery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what what a fuck? terrible doctor. We have no way of knowing. We have no but way of yes. knowing. <laughs> All right. We have no way of knowing, but they should make a full recovery. They should be fine. Yeah. I feel like you're confused by the <laughs> term, we have no way of knowing. <laughs> Neither you don't know or they're gonna be fine. Not yeah. both. I don't know what part of no way of knowing he doesn't understand, but he definitely does not understand what that means. I don't think he's a real doctor. Yeah. <laughs> he's a witch doctor. Right. Um and then he's like, perhaps I shouldn't keep such dangerous objects in the house. Uh you think? No shit. Poison darts. Let's just leave them lying around. Or just get rid of all the teenagers. Yeah, and I love how his anthropologist father, who studied ancient rituals, doesn't want to talk about ghosts anymore. He's like, no, no, no. That's We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just because they were in front of like other people. Uh, maybe. No, we, they're in the car. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. I thought they were still at the hospital. No. Um, so he gets home and he's like, the diary, and he goes, of course, it's not where he left it, and then he's like looking around and it's in front of the closet, and it says, no more Jenny or Meg, Abby dies next. Okay, that's you. And you're already dead. And they're not dead, Jenny and Meg, you didn't do it. No, you're bad at that. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, I've got it, we're in Abby. So then. And why does she just leave her diary just like lying around on the floor? Like, clean up, bitch. <laughs> she wants him to see it. She's, yeah. like, sending him secret messages. But he keeps checking it. Yeah. He's looking for the messages. She doesn't need to leave it lying around. I guess she's just like, I'm bored. I want to do the reveal. I hope we can find Abby so I can be like, it's me. Yep. And I fucking knew it. So he gets, like, he runs downstairs to go find Abby, and she's, like, already there. And then, um... What are his parents at this point? I don't know. Sleeping? Yeah. I probably. assume they're sleeping. Yeah. Alright. And he's like, you're in danger, you're in danger, and the house, the house is evil, we gotta get you out of here, never come back. And then, um... <laughs> she goes, why, why do you think this? Like, you haven't been reading my diary, have you? And then he's like, your diary? It's a little bit funny when she says that. Yeah. And then she's like, what I wrote in my diary came true. Abby's dead. She's only a disguise I wore. Because she, like, I don't know what she does. Her hair changes. She, she shapeshifts. Yeah. Yeah, she shapeshifts. And then it's that's the big reveal is that she is Callie and she's going to kill him. Or herself. Or I don't know. Both. No, she's not going to kill him. Well, she is going to kill him. But also she has a crush on him because even though she's evil, she's still boy crazy. Everybody wants this dude. When did that happen? Because in the beginning of this book, she was like, you're cute. Still want to murder you. Sorry, don't have any feelings anymore. Right. <laughs> I'm so lonely and I want you to be with me forever. Yeah. 
your brother was just like up in the walls all this time. Why didn't you talk to him? If you're so lonely. She I'm obviously like, didn't want to. I'm with this girl though, because if there's like a hot guy and you're going to be in the <laughs> ever, it's not a terrible idea. Okay. But how long until that hot guy is really annoying and then you can't get rid of him? <laughs> but if she's the evil, then she should be more powerful than him and she could get rid of him. Do you think that's what all the rats are? She could send him down to the basement yeah. to the, get rid of the rats. Or maybe he becomes a rat. Yeah. She's like, nah, sick of you, rat now. Right. Uh-huh. But it'd be fun for a little while. Not long enough for forever to be worth it. Yeah. So then she, like, has, somehow she gets a hatchet. I don't know. Or did she get, was it, was it one of the weapons? Maybe. Or maybe. it just materializes yeah. in her hand. I don't know. Maybe I don't know where that came from. All of a sudden, she has a hatchet, and she, like, raises it above her head, and then, like, crack, like, brings it down right in his skull. And it's kind of awesome. Yeah. And then, he just kind of stands there, and then he, like... <laughs> and she's like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. And then he slowly moves his arm up and, like, takes it out of his head, and he's like... She's like, why aren't you bleeding? Like, I don't get it. And he's like, it's my condition. You can't kill me. I'm already dead. My condition is death. Yeah. She's and like, then, you're not a ghost. Yeah, but how does it, how do ghosts not know about other ghosts? That he's not a ghost. Okay, but how do dead people not know about other dead people? Callie's not even good at haunting the house she's in. So she's not good at... She sucks at this stuff. Okay. So she's like, you can't be dead. And he's like, no. You're solid. You're not a ghost. And he goes, no, I'm not a ghost, but I am dead. And then he tells her the story about how she, he died two years ago under really weird circumstances, like some <laughs> sort of powder that he stepped oh, on that goes up so through into his heart. Because some guy thinks, thought his dad ripped him off. Yeah. Like, so he sprinkled powder outside of his door and then made noises like a panther or a cougar or something. And then Panther, yeah. Yeah, and then because he thought the dad would come looking, but the boy comes looking because that's just what he does. Right. Right. And when he steps on the powder, it just, like, kills him instantly. No, not instant. First his feet burn, then oh, he dies. Oh, okay. It's pretty instant. It's in like five seconds. And then the dad takes him to, like, a... A, a witch, witch doctor. doctor. A it's, sorcerer. I... I it, it's the most cliched stereotypical. So thing. cliche. It's I so, so like, everything that... Every time he was telling this story, I'd be like immediately before they revealed something, I'd be like, is this what's happening? Like, did his dad raise him from the dead? Did they steal this drifter's life force? Oh, yeah, they murdered. They yeah. straight up murdered. They killed the guy. They, they killed, yeah. Oh, yeah, I told you, they should be hanging out with the fears. Yeah. So he goes I and- agree, they're in the cult. So he goes, oh, they put him in a coffin, and then, like, one of the nails, like, punctured his cheek that's why he has a scar on his cheek now which sure not okay okay and then um so his this sorcerer guy like sits with the coffin for two days or something and then uh a drifter like wandered past and he said like you can't be walking around like late at night around here and blah 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 panthers come into my house right 
So uh, the drifter went in and they do some sort of, oh, they give him a tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they does, drug him. Does anybody else assume this drifter was really just like a kid on spring break? Could have been. <laughs> Probably. The, so they get, they drug him and then uh, they open up the coffin and they switch their clothes, which, okay. And then they cut they, off the drifter's hair and his fingernails and they put it in the pouch. And then which, there's the, the pouch for you. Right. Yep. So they put the pouch around his neck and then, and his body, clothes on his body. And then all of a sudden, like, they put their bodies next to each other. He lights a torch and dances around in a figure eight and chants something strange in a different language. And then he waves the torches over the corpse, passing it from the drifter's body to mine over and over again. And the ceremony lasts until dawn. Then his dad heard a rooster crow and then all of a sudden he was breathing again. And that's the ceremony. Pretty much. So she's like, this is it. This is better than I have. You're, you're dead, but you're not. You're undead. Yeah. She's we'll like very so excited fun. about this. Yeah. You'll, we'll have so much fun, you and I. We'll haunt this house together. And then he right, like looks up and there's a shadow behind where they are. And he's like, who are you? And Don't be stupid. You know who it is. Obviously, it's the drifter. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I know you're dumb, but you're not that dumb. Shadow <laughs> is like, I've come back to take my life. And then uh, the shadow, like, forms into the man. I'm going to be honest. I was, dream- I was team drifter at this point because, like, give the guy back his life force. Right. Yeah. You killed the guy. That's on well, you. He, well, he didn't. He wasn't involved in any. Yeah, he was, he was dead. His parents killed a guy. Yeah, his parents yeah. and the doctor guy, the witch doctor guy. But still, I'm sorry you died, but that's not your life. Yeah. Give the drifter back his life force. Yeah. He's like, I've come to take back my life, and then uh, he reaches out and rips the pouch from his neck, and then Brant just like immediately best scene of the book rots away. So good. So oh, good. The scenes are this, so good in Fear Street. Yeah. Again, this was like cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jennifer, like, aged 80 years in a span of a minute. I yeah. love I love how he couldn't hear, so he reached up to feel his ears and they'd fall it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, so good. good. So good. At what point do you think Callie was just like, well, I'm out of here? She was like, no, don't leave me. She was pissed. And then she was, like, disgusted or scared of the decaying. And I'm just yeah. kind of like, what do you think your body is doing right this very second? Right. Just putting that out there. <laughs> so she's alone again, and now she's, this is the epilogue. <laughs> and um, she's, like, up in her usual place in the attic. And with rats. Now the rats are up there. And they're, she's watching, like, the hearse go away. It's Brant's coffin. She's alone. Boo-hoo me. But then, what happened to his personality spirit? He could have stayed and haunted the house with her. That's what I'm saying. He that's should okay. still Maybe be there. Maybe he had to go back where he, was, like, where he died or something. I guess. So now she's, like, waiting for a new family to move in. For a new victim. Little does she know. Uh, to be continued 
TBC. This book is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, this book was definitely second book syndrome. I liked it. I did you? I did. I ended up liking it. I thought I was going to be mad about the shit with how he was already dead. But I felt like that, like, I was very entertained by that whole story. I thought it was very entertaining. It was a complete left field twist, which I always hate, but at least it was interesting. It wasn't like a bullshit sort of like made no sense. I just feel like most of this book, nothing happened. And when something did happen, it was inconsequential. And it had, when it did happen, it happened to two two girls that didn't even need to be in the damn book. Yeah. The whole book could have just been 50 pages long. It could have been a nice short story. It would have been done with it. Yeah. I that I didn't have to feel bad that this family moved into this house because this was, like, the perfect house for them. Yeah. Like, they yeah. already have it. Like, Fear Street's the best place for them to be. Like, their kids are yeah. dead. They murdered somebody. Like, you know, it's just... these. They're Fear Street people. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. like, this is what Fear Street should be, like, advertising for. Agreed. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. like, I didn't have to feel bad. Like, the first family I felt bad because their life was pretty much, like, okay until they come here, and then, ugh. And then awful, awful yeah, things happen. Yeah, and then two of their kids die, and... The dad goes blind, and... The mom goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think that... I felt bad for them. I don't... Yeah. These people, is just... Not, you know... They already lost him once, so it's not like... Yeah. yeah. He didn't really have any business being alive to begin with. Right. Technically, they got longer with him than they should have. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, well. Yeah. I agree. Also, I feel like they really missed a chance to have some recurring characters and instead random girls that I didn't Mm -hmm. care about in it. Like, that, they could have easily been some of the girls that haven't gotten their own book yet or something. Yeah. I felt like this would, this seemed like the book that you would have, like, Lisa Bloom in, you know? Like, she loves new kids. Right. Why wasn't she one of the people telling him about the lunch? Yeah. They should have at least mentioned, like, uh, like, Gary Brandt. Yeah. Maybe because this takes place, like, so far ahead of those books. Like, those kids are already graduated. Oh, maybe. What year does this take place? I'll check my new chart. (laughs) Because, I mean, it was written in 94 or something, right? No, I didn't look. I don't know. I put my book away. So, I mean, and the other ones were, like, 89, 90, 91. So, like, maybe they're already, he's just... Maybe Bob's assuming they're already graduated. Yeah, maybe. Any uh, thoughts, last thoughts before we get into ratings and into counts and stuff? I'm excited for the last one. I need to make more answers. Yeah, I'm ready for the last one. This one was kind of just like a bridge book that I didn't need. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I liked it, but I agree that uh definitely could have lived without it yeah like not this book by this book existing like does not affect the overall series like this little mini series except we learned about the tree that's true Uh, i don't think 
I don't know if the tree becomes a part of it, but uh, I will be so I remember. mad. If I will be book, so mad. If this book was going to exist and like in the way it is, they should have had the dad being the anthropologist like come up with all. This should have been the book where we find out like all the history of the evil or whatever. Yes. With, with his, you know. Yeah, Agreed. or the dad should have been like the Fear Street historian or something. Uh, you know. That would have like, been this good. This should too. have been like, okay, it didn't matter because he was already dead, blah, blah, blah. But at least we the reason for this book was that this guy came and now we get we got like backstory. But we didn't get yeah. that. So anyways, I have five sweaters, no kills, none, just the cats. Are we counting the cats? Well, so did we count James and the dog in the last book? I feel like we didn't because we didn't know that they were officially dead. So I think we should count them. No, we must have counted them because I have seven kills last time. Seven? Seven. So the the original family, right? Yeah. Was Which was? Which would have been four. four. Callie. Is five, yeah, and two yeah, beginning. seven. So we didn't, yeah, we count, didn't them. count them. All right, so, so we'll count we have to count them this time, okay? Yeah, Three. so one, yeah, three. If we're counting pets, yeah, I don't, you have you been counting animals? No. I've been counting like two plus a dog. Oh, also the drifter, don't forget about the drifter. Oh, that's true, that poor drifter. Okay, I'm counting it in the house. Nobody dies in the book. Okay. On screen. It was on screen. It counts. Which I guess means New Kid also died on screen, just in a flashback. Yeah. So three. I don't know. I don't want to count him. Me neither. Count it. He died twice. Fine. Fine. He deserved to die twice. He was stupid. (laughs) I'm not disputing that. He's as stupid as Callie. (laughs) Callie's like, I'm gonna kill Abby. Callie's just very inept at her job. Ghost Callie is not very good. And then she's like, I have feelings, but I'm so lonely. I, <laughs> I hope Callie was better at too cute than she is in her new place. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she probably was really good at that job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Fear Street's 99 Fear Street, obviously. Um, the only places I had was the two schools. And didn't like, we decide the first school didn't ca- didn't, didn't actually exist, exist? So the only place was that he went was Shady Snow High. Like he didn't Boring. go to any. He's a new town, and he went driving around, but didn't go anywhere or see anything. Yeah, not even. Did they mention the burned out mansion or the old no. abandoned old abandoned mill? No, nope. he didn't go to the coffee shop. Damn, he didn't, didn't go to Pete's. No, he didn't do anything. He literally what just pulled him out. What a homebody! He He's sounds boring. like me. Well, he went to Ginny and, or he went to Meg's house. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't say where she lived, so. Nope. Um, dated references, all I had was a cassette tape and the phone. That's it? Yeah, there was no. It's a weird book. I know. <laughs> no reoccurring characters. Blah. So I'm Mr. Hankers. Yeah. yeah, well, and Mrs. Nordstrom. Yeah, I guess. Although I she count. wasn't named, she, yeah, was, she was just alluded to. She was named. In this it one? said yeah. Mrs. Nordstrom. Yeah, uh, I thought all it said was there was a maid type woman. He 
confronts the mom about who is she, and she's like, her name is Mrs. Nordstrom. Oh, I don't remember that. To clean the house for no reason. Yeah. All right, John. There are so many. First of all, her, like, uniform or whatever was a short gray plaid wool skirt, uh, black tights, and an oversized blue sweater. Sounds about right. I'm not sure it matches, but I like it. Uh, a long black sweater over the green, bright green leggings. Love it. Dark green jeans. Uh, with a pale yellow sweater. Mm, so, it's a little bright, but yeah. okay. I don't know if yellow and green go that yeah. bright together. Uh, faded jeans with a white shirt with the disgusting pale blue vest. Yeah. And then the black on black on black. My and favorite outfit. Like, it was a mini skirt with black tights and a black sweater. Favorite outfit. Like, I kind of want to go find that outfit for this fall. Yeah. I think the skirt should be, like, pleather. Oh, cute. Isn't that cute? I love it. Scoot neck. Mm-hmm. Like in a scoot neck. No disgusting vests. No. I'm planning uh-huh. this outfit. <laughs> um, Just you guys wait for September. Do you have any PSAs, Cassie? What? Do you have any PSAs? No, I don't think so. I don't have any theories, I don't think. No. Me neither. Other than... It's the tree. Yeah. Cassie had all the theories in this one. Yeah. The only theory I had was was more of a question, which is why does anyone know about the things that happen? Why is it always just gossip and rumors? Maybe the Fear Street Division puts amnesiacs in the water. Or do they... Do they do the men in black thing to everyone? Yeah. The flashy thingy yeah, on the TV. Yeah. Because like, in the 90s, like, everybody watched the news. I was just like, oh, that was a family thing. It wasn't subliminal messaging, like, a big thing oh, they always talked about in the yeah. 90s. It's, there was subliminal messaging. It's just gossip. Yeah. It's just gossip. They'd, like, during, like, family ties. Yeah. During like, <laughs> family ties. They're like, well, Alex Keaton is, like, talking around his, like, Republican views. She like in the background. It's like it's just gossip. Fear. <laughs> it's not real. I take it back. I do have a theory. That is it. <laughs> Subliminal messaging. I like it. That's definitely the theory. There has to be a reason, you know, that no one knows anything that goes on in a small town when there's like a thousand murders a year. <laughs> oh. Okay, so ratings. Oh, I actually have that too. You have a rating? Yeah. So prepared today. I'm not. I don't know. Um. So I'm giving this two out of five tribal stereotypes. (laughs) And uh, it's getting half a star just because it's 99 Fear Street. Wow. So it would have been 1.5. Yeah, I really didn't like it. I don't know. This time I have nothing. I know, me too. Like, I know the out of five, but I don't know. Fames. My brain's not working very well. Alright, I'm gonna give it four out of five ancient evil clones. Wow, you really liked it. I did! I did like it. Four? Yeah. 
She liked it. Okay. I liked it. I was entertained. Kathy always has to like throw in the ratings like this. I know. Like, like out of left field. I know. The books that you hate, I like. I know, but like we'll be talking about it the whole time and it doesn't seem like you like it that much. And then all of a sudden you're like, I loved it. Or like <laughs> talk about it and you're not like being that mean. All of a sudden you're like, one. <laughs> I hated it. You're always giving me shit about my ratings, though. Because they always come out of left field. is not a bad rating, Cassie. And then you try to make up ratings. Like, we always do out of five, and then you'll be like, out of seven. <laughs> there are usually reasons behind it. Not always. Not yeah. always. All right, I'm going to give it two out of five Amityville Horror rip-offs. <laughs> I like it. Since last time I gave it uh, whatever out of five. Whatever out of five. Uh, Poltergeist ripoffs. I think it was five out of five. <laughs> yeah, I think it was two because it was really good. Mine was. Yeah. Okay, so. Any last thoughts? No, I'm just, I'm ready to get back to the Frasers. Yeah, me too. And I'm excited for the last people. book. Not that the Frasers are smart, but. <laughs> they weren't too bad. They're they not as dumb as this kid. They didn't have time to be dumb. True. It was a hot, that was a fast-paced book. This was much slower paced. Agreed. There was no grinding of anyone's limbs. Yeah, I think that was my <laughs> problem with this book was that nothing happened through a lot of it. Yeah, and like paper cuts. It's like no, that's we're, if they this is ninety nine fear street. We're on time for paper cuts. Girls <laughs> had died. If the, if John had died, I think I had a bit of. A, I would have liked the book more. I'm always up for people dying. Yeah, that's why I read these books. As like, I, t- we we told Bob when we met him that he should kill more kids. <laughs> yeah, did you? We did, yeah. 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 Did he agree? I don't know. I don't remember. He said something like about killing teenagers. Like he was like, "Oh yeah, like." You want me to kill more teenagers? And you're like, yes, yes, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I feel like Bob is not ready for his original fans to be all grown up. Like he doesn't know how to interact with people who love things for the nostalgia, but are adults now. Uh-huh. Hence yeah. why he was like, uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. About Lisa Bloom and them. When we asked about, yeah, about including recurring characters like now, he was like, no. Like I think he thinks that. Yeah, I think that he has it in his head that the people reading the new books are going to be, like, new, like the new generation, and I don't think Right. I mean, I'm sure some kids are, but I think a lot of it is... I think the reason why it's still able to exist is because of the nostalgia. Agreed. And, you know, honestly, he should be happy about that, because nostalgia is in right now. Yeah. And the fact that people have nostalgia about the stuff he's written, like... Yeah. You should have seen how many people were in line. Oh, I bet it was, it was ridiculous. Really oh, yeah. It definitely was. How many people were there for Goosebumps and how many people were there for Fear Street? I don't know. But it we was didn't like, ask. He was really cute, though, because he went, like, he, his wife and the, like, person running the booth, like, took him around to, like, look at the line. Like, and his wife was like, all these people are here to see you, Bob. And he was like, wow. Like, oh, so that's cute. adorable. Like, he was like, I can't believe this many people want to, like, me to sign their book. It was adorable. That's so cute. 
I love it. And his wife was like helping him sign. Like she was like pulling the books, like you know, getting them open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, And then she was like, "Okay, Bob, you gotta get like next person can't like." I love that it's his wife, it and is. it's not like an agent or yeah. like like a PR person. It's just like his wife helping him along. That's adorable. It was so cute. Oh my god. All right. It was definitely a good experience. Good. I'm going to experience it next time. Yes. Even if I have to murder somebody to do it. It'll be fitting. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hopefully it's a teenager. I mean, duh. Okay. Anyway. Name Brant. Any teenager named Brant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else have we been reading, watching, listening to, doing all of the things? <clears throat> um, okay, I'll go first. I've been reading Lock Every Door by Riley Sager. I thought it's it, a guy. Yes. I thought it was going to be, uh, um, like, a Shining type book, like a hotel. But it's mm-hmm. like, I guess I just read it, the synopsis wrong or didn't read it at all. And it's like, it's an apartment building. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, um, it's okay so far. Nothing really in- exciting has happened yet, and I'm, like, halfway, so we'll see how that goes. I really like the second book that he wrote, um, about the summer camp, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping this goes that way instead of the final girl's way. Um, watching, um, okay, so I started watching this show on Netflix that was like based on a book. It's called um, Trinkets. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar. I wonder if I've seen it like while I'm browsing. Well, I it's I watched it in one night because I was like obsessed. It's so good. Um. So there's that. It's about like these teenagers who are in the um like shopaholics and on not shopaholics. Oh, is it about the shopping, shoplifting? Shoplifting. I did see that come into, like, around. Yeah, so it's about these three teenagers who are in, like, a shoplifting anonymous group because they steal, and um, and they, they're, like, friends. They're not friends at school. Like, two of them, like, don't even like each other, and the other one's, like, a new girl. And then, so they, like, but they become friendly through the program. But, like, at school, they pretend, like, they don't know each other for some reason. And, um... Because that's how it always works in YA. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, uh... So they kind of, like, team up secretly to, like, help each other out through, like, problems and stuff. But it's a good... It's a, it's it's interesting. Uh, and then I watched Stranger Things Season 3 because... Oh, yeah. Everyone did. No, I'm still watching it. Okay. I haven't so, seen it yet. Oh, hey, Cassie, I thought I was the only one. So I haven't watched watched Stranger Things yet because I'm too busy watching Veronica Mars because new episodes come out at the end of the month and I'm trying to do a rewatch and they dropped Veronica Mars on July 1st. So I started that on July 1st. Stranger Things came out on the 4th, so I'm not done yet. So. My plan is to finish my rewatch of Veronica Mars, watch the movie, then watch the new episodes, and then watch Stranger Things. So I'll watch Stranger nice. Things in August. Yeah, so but I've already seen some spoilers, so... I was definitely going to watch the movie, the Veronica Mars movie, before I watched the new show. 
Yeah. At very least, you have to do that. Using the new show. The same people. Same oh, people. They're doing a show, too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that she would sign up for a whole show. She loves Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. She's so she into has it. has a lot going on. I know. You know. wouldn't think that it would be feasible. Yeah, I think it's only, like, six episodes. It's, yeah. like, a really short... It's a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Stranger Things, it's... The third season is, like... I think it might be the best season. I've been hearing that a lot. It it goes really fast. Like, I, they're all the same length. I mean, it's, I think it's the eight or nine episodes, which is, like, what they all are. Mm-hmm. But I, seriously... The other, the other seasons felt, like, a normal length to me. This one went by so fast because it's, like, action from the first episodes just and it all happens in a very short period of time so it just goes by fast but my favorite part of it is it like totally goes on like the mall culture yeah it's like a lot of the storyline is like based in the mall and it's just it they nail it man i've watched the first two episodes and i was just like oh my god look at the mall like when it was like really crowded and stuff i was like remember when malls used to be really crowded on like weekends and friday nights and stuff and there was like all these hordes of like kids hanging out together yeah i'm like remember when that was a thing (laughs) it's like it's jc pennies look at jc pennies i know (laughs) there were some stores that i was like wow we didn't definitely didn't have that I think there will be more stores we recognize with Fear Street because it's a 90s mall, and this is an 80s mall. Yeah. Did you, um... So, yeah, I, I'm watching that, too. Sorry, Cassie, we, uh, we took yours. What are you reading? Okay. Um, so I just started two new books. One is just a novella. It's the, um, Becoming the Dark Prince, the Stalking Jack the Ripper novella. Um, which is in the perspective of the male lead in that series. And I'm like all about it because I love him. Um, and then I also started The Oddmire by William Ritter, which is a middle grade fantasy. Uh, I really liked his YA. It's like a, it, the, his YA was a historical fantasy, and this is set within the same world. So. I'm not very far into it, but I feel like it's going to be a good kind of palate cleanser for me because I am, like, totally in a reading slump right now. Like, I haven't really been liking anything that I'm reading. Oh, so, no. Are you yeah. liking the novella? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm only two chapters in, and it's, like, a third of the way through. But, I mean, I love Thomas, and I love being able to see things from her his perspective and he like hates this one character that was introduced in the third book and I also hate that character so anytime he's like I hate this person I want to fight him I'm like yes Thomas you do that so it's good making you feel out of your slump no (laughs) but I mean I'm liking it so Mm -hmm. we'll see when I'm done what about you, Mia? <coughs> well, um, like I said, I started watching Stranger Things, but I've only seen two episodes so far. Um, I haven't been watching a whole lot just in general kind of recently. I feel like I've said this the last few episodes. Um, although, while I was waiting for Michelle to get here today, I saw some like random meme or... Um, 
GIF on Facebook for a Cinderella story. So I started watching that while, <laughs> while I was waiting for you. And I was like, oh, look at that. They look so young. <laughs> I forgot that I liked that movie a lot. Um, but that's kind of it. I'm going to watch Veronica Mars. There's a few other shows that I haven't watched yet that I keep meaning to, and I just haven't been in the mood. Um, like Good Omens and Nosferatu and a bunch oh my of gosh. Wow, that's so, I'm surprised you haven't watched those yet. I just, I don't know, I just haven't been in the mood hmm. to, like, watch anything. But, um, I'm reading The Main Queen Murders. Have you read that? It's by somebody. I, I think I sure it's by somebody. I think I DNF'd it. Really? Yeah, is that the one where they're, like, in, they live in some weird, yeah. like, uh... They live in the Glen. Like, and it's like Amish almost. It's not Amish. What it's is it? more Appalachian. Okay. So they have it's it's I'm really, really enjoying it. Um it's kind of got like a folk horror feel to it, and folk horror is like a genre I really like. And it's about this um these people that live in like it's almost like I don't know if they're actually living in Appalachia like but it's sort of that kind of where they're like hill folk and they have you know um weird customs and weird beliefs or whatever that don't match the rest of the people around them so yeah like the kids go to school right with regular kids that live in a regular community and then they live in the hills and they're kind of like they're like half folk like, um, folk wisdom, half hippies, half, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of a mixture. I don't know. I think it's cool, but it's about, um, it's obviously about, they have a, a May Queen during their, like, May Queen Festival thingy, like, uh, what's it called? May Day? Yeah. And she gets murdered. And this happened before as well, and you know, it's about trying to figure out what what's going on. Um, I'm enjoying it, but I kind of wish that the whole book was flipped. So the I would kind of wish the protagonist, not that I don't like the protagonist, but I kind of wish she had been the murder victim and her the murder victim was the main character. Just because the personalities... Yeah. Of those two were so cliched. Like, of course, the nice, sweet girl who's just falling in love for the first time is the one that, like, is going to be the final girl. And the one that dies is the one that's smoking weed and has, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, has a love interest outside of the community and is pulling away. Like, I really wish it was flipped and, like... Yeah. Yeah. And then we could see... Not just because it's cliche and it's boring, although yeah. it is. But then we could also see things like the girl who was pulling away now has to feel guilt because she was so wrapped up in her own life that she wasn't paying attention. And, you know, what if these things yeah. she's doing that she thinks people will find fault in are the things that caused her friend's death and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think that would be more interesting. But it's still good. I... It's, it's got a good feel to it. I I was like furiously nodding because I just read a book that I had a similar thought where I did not, I wanted a different main character. Mm. Um, 
So I, that's, that's definitely something that I've come across before where it's like, I, I'm more interested in this character's perspective. Like I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know their motivations and how the story affects them rather than the person that you're actually writing about. And that to me is like, not to say that this person isn't a good writer, but I feel like a good, a better writer would have realized that. And it just yes. makes me think of like one of my favorite YA fantasies is The Young Elites by Marie Lu. And when she originally wrote that, the she had a different main character in mind. But then the side character, Adelina, was like, so much more interesting to her and like really came through as like the who she should make this series about and I think it like absolutely benefited that series so I feel like a better writer would have realized that yeah well and I feel like a a big part of this is just it's so typical Mm -hmm. and like like we've already gotten we've already seen this main character's story a million times yeah give me a different story yeah. right yeah well it's an older book yeah it is it's been on my list for a while um but i am still enjoying it i like all the folksy stuff i think it's interesting i think the world building and the town is done really well um and i think it gives some really good atmosphere to the book it's not i don't think it's going to end up being any sort of supernatural which is kind of what I want it to be. But even still, I think the whole, this insular community and their secrets is is a good story. I didn't like, I looked up why and I DNF'd it. It said gory animal death. <laughs> there was a lot, I, now I, it was like ritualistic animal killings or something yes. going on. And it was like, it was freaking me out. Fair. There, so there why. is gory animal death, yes. Yeah, that's why I DNF'd it. But also, I, I thought it was very, I couldn't get into the, the hill people and the I like other them. people I think they're and went to school together. It was like so, it just felt like, I just couldn't, I felt like the people that were on the hill would have either wanted to be like the regular people, because their lifestyles were so different. Anyway, uh, that's about it. Although, I will say that I'm, I'm going to promote me a second. Yes. Um, I'm the only one that does this on this podcast, just putting that out there. But I, by the time this comes out, um, I believe it will already, it'll probably already be posted, maybe, not positive, but uh, I'm going to be guest, uh, guesting on a podcast that I listen to that I really like called Test Pattern. And we are going to be watching the faculty in disturbed behavior, and I'm going to be talking about it with them. Oh, and I'm fun. very oh, cool! About it's it. happening. Are they from Pittsburgh? They're not from yeah, Pittsburgh. How did this come about? Um, I've been listening to them for a while now, yeah. and I like got to know them a little bit. Yeah. And I really, really like the faculty. Yeah. So one of the hosts was like. So you like the faculty a lot, it seems. We're going to do that on the show. Do you want to? Oh, <laughs> so it was fine. really nice. So um, cool. i sure exactly when it will be posted, but uh, look out it for on it. Twitter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you record the episode already? No, we're recording it um, this weekend. Okay, the cool. The weekend after, we re- after this recording. Cool. Awesome. Well, congrats. 
Thanks. It should be cool. fun. It sounds really cool. I'm excited for it. Okay. Well, next month we're reading the third and final 99 Fear Street book. The third horror. Yeah. We'll be back with the Frasers again. And our summer on 99 Fear Street will be over. Sad. Yeah. So sad, but we'll be getting back with the cheerleaders right. come this September. Look yeah. forward to that. Bye. Bye. You have been warned. Come to Fear Street and you're dead.